Dear students, welcome to the Academic Advising Office podcast. Today's podcast will be led by me, Nazirki Abdrahmanova, a second-year student majoring in mathematics. And today's podcast will be dedicated to computer science and robotics majors. Today we'll be having two girls who have majored in this major and will be talking about their experience and their opportunities, perhaps, that they want to share with you guys. Ayaulam and Madina. Welcome to the podcast. Can you both introduce yourselves and share what led you to choose these majors? Okay, my name is Madina Yergibai and I have graduated a robotics major uh, this year. And uh, I chose this major. Uh, firstly, I was entering the university uh, with uh, engineering major. However, after working in fabrication laboratory for like a year, after having the leading the course, uh, doing the microcontrollers in fabrication laboratory, I wanted to switch the major to robotics. Okay, now Ayolam, could you please share your opinion and your experience? Yeah, so my name is Ayolam and I'm going to be a third year computer science student this fall. And actually, in my case, I knew always that I'm going to be a computer science student. So it all started when I was in ninth grade of high school. And I just uh, started one course on programming. And I really loved it so much that since ninth grade, I never changed my choice. I, I was always like, who are you going to be? I'm like, programmer. That, that's it. Right. And uh, yeah, so after uh, like uh, finishing my foundation year, I was like, I was still like, yeah, I'm gonna be a computer science student. And, and that's how I became. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> agree. This is so great. So happy for you too. Um, so we all were a first year students and we all had different expectations and different experiences as a first year student. So I wonder, what were your initial perceptions of your majors, computer science and robotics? So when I started uh, like transition from uh, engineering to robotics, I understood, I, I knew that there aren't a lot of uh, workplaces available in Kazakhstan, in Kazakhstan uh, for this major. So uh, I just followed my passion with uh, microcontrollers. Like I was uh, eager to study the electronics and uh, software parts of it. Uh, and during my bachelor's, I knew that some uh, like my co-workers and uh, students who study with me they found uh, work in Kazakhstan for robotics major that's actually what changed during yeah. I actually uh, you know heard that robotics students have this expectation of that they're gonna make robots and yeah <laughs> how was that uh, yeah, we actually do, <laughs> but uh, in order to do that, we need to like uh, study for two years uh, of the signal processing, like uh, programming uh, of this 3D uh, modeling and making before anything we can do with the robots itself themselves. 
So not so fast, right? Yeah, not so fast. Yeah, you need to learn first. It all takes time. Yeah, yeah. this is so cool. And what about you, Ayala? Uh, so in my case, well, I, I actually had already kind of hands-on experience on computer science. I mean, not computer science, okay, on programming. So that's why I thought, like, it's going to be the same. That I, I thought, like, we're going to, you know, code software, we're going to do websites, and we're going to do applications, like, work with uh, such stuff. However, uh, it turned out to be not like that in our case, because um, it turns out, you, you know, the revelation that I had after the, my first year was that computer science and programming is different. Like, many people do not distinguish between them, however, it's different. In computer science, you study more about the history of computing, you study more about uh, how computer science originated and what kind of languages are there. You like uh, also study the architecture of everything, like how programming languages are created and uh, how they are similar, how they have similar architecture, etc. And this is actually useful because, um, for example, I'm a, uh, going to be third year computer science student, and so far I've studied a lot of courses, uh, like I've took a lot of courses, and. I've learned a lot of languages, that's why I'm like, I can learn any programming language because I basically know how programming language is stru structured, that's why. So, so that's how computer science like teaches you about programming. However, in programming, you're more like, you know, hard coding, you like, uh, your main goal is to create a website and make it work or to create an application. So. Yeah, that's, I think, how they differ. So yeah. that's what I understand. I saw that uh, Google software engineers, like, they 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 know, they think about the problem itself and how to solve it, but uh, the program language doesn't matter for them. Yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of feeling it, like a new teaches you. Yeah. All right, I see. So for both of you, your personal perceptions were different and now it has changed overall during your experience here at Nazarbayev University. Mm -hmm. However, I wonder, do you like those differences? Were you okay with those differences? And your initial thoughts about how you thought it would be and how it turned out? Could you please share your opinion on this one? My expectations on the work available in Kazakhstan for robotics has changed, but it's changed to a better perspective. Like, uh, I see that more Uh, more robotics robotics students are accepted uh, in the companies with machine learning environment uh, and uh, that's where actually uh, the world goes it into the artificial intelligence world so I'm happy about it quite sure yeah, great. <laughs> so in my case um, at first because I was doing like programming I was like, oh no, no, <laughs> I want to do websites, not all this. And at first I was like this and uh, like, I mean, my first year, I felt like that. Oh, and I tried to side learn, you know, doing websites, etc. And however, right now, 
um, I kind of like the, the, this difference because uh, as I uh, learn more and more, I'm realizing how everything that uh, Inu ta taught me is being used, such as uh, you know treating everything not like uh, some a task, but rather like a problem, and you think about how to solve it not rather on how, what programming language should I use or, or etc like so it kind of changes the way you think about things that's why I think I like it yeah I'm so happy to know that you both like those um, differences and ready to keep up with the challenges now let's go back to the first year experience transitioning to university life could you please tell us, how did you adjust to the academic workload at the university in your first year? Was it difficult? So, as I can see, it was different from your perceptions, but in terms of workload, was it difficult or not? I am actually from uh, usual school, uh, from Pavlodar, and uh, we didn't... Uh, ev every course that is taught in uh, at school there was in Kazakh or Russian so it was very diff difficult for me or for the for the first uh, semester at the university because every course is in English and every term uh, and uh, it was uh, the calculus one I retook it <laughs> so the transition uh, was that was helpful for me uh, was the foundation at, at NU, which uh, taught me very good to uh, learn in English and how to write it. Uh, so I also have made a lot of friends from there. That's why I am like very talkative person with like anybody at the university. If you need, you need if you need help, just call me. Um, so that was the best time of my life <laughs> this one year at foundation so yeah th that was my transition yes i actually have the same story oh. because because i studied in a high school uh which i, I i'm actually from almaty but not from the city but uh, like in the suburbs yeah suburbs so i can say it's a village and we had a uh, small school with little number of student students and the quality of education was not i think so good for me and i always wanted to you know change my school and mm -hmm. i always i always like wanted to um, you know ha have better opportunities better schools however I ended up finishing that school and <laughs> and uh, I successfully passed into the foundation year again and foundation year is like it gave me invaluable experience because if I just went from high school to first year I, I think like it will be a great failure so basically foundation taught me not only English, but also in, in my foundation year, we had different courses on different subjects, such as math and 
I also needed to yeah. choose electives like physics, yeah, yeah. Ge- geology, Ge- yeah. Ge- geology and history and uh, etc. Like I we also had this sage course, something like this. I don't know. Yes, <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> I graduated. <laughs> yeah. Wow, so, this is so cool. Yes, yeah, so, so these courses really helped because uh, they kind of prepared you also. It also helped to define which major you will want to choose. And yeah, but, uh, after foundation year, I thought that it's gonna be the same, but it's not. It turned out to be not the same. So. In my first year, I also had a great deal of challenges, and mm-hmm. it started with course registration. On August. Oh my god, <laughs> course registrations are just sick. <laughs> you need to be the fastest man alive, like with, to register for the courses you want to yeah. have. I trained yeah. for a week, like you know, like with mouse and like uh, with my reaction, <laughs> like so. Yeah, I uh, I asked senior students about the tricks how to register. <laughs> like you you need to first type uh your course uh like abbreviation abbreviation yeah and then you just save all the course course abbreviations with uh, lectures numbers uh, onto the notes on the side of your computer and then when the registration starts you just uh, copy paste it into the registration like mm-hmm. to to search for it. Wow. <laughs> that's a really good life hack. Mm-hmm. I'll I, be doing that. Yeah. Thank you. I know. Th- I know a better way. Oh, oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> we're listening. We're listening. You just have to remember all that. Oh, oh. now. <laughs> remember all what? Remember the course abbreviations and no, the it's... lecture sections, and you're like very fast if you do that. But then, ah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not doing so much typing. Yeah, we're not computer science students, unfortunately. <laughs> I know some students who do registration in five seconds. Oh. Computer science students. Yeah, I'm one of them. Yeah. Such monsters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, such monsters. I agree with you. So, yeah. So, in my first year, um, I, I didn't even know what all these magical words mean, like S, mm. like course abbreviation i didn't know how to use it so uh, thankfully we had academic advising unit chat for first year students and uh, there we had major representatives Mm -hmm. and there was like cs representative and i just uh, wrote to him a bunch of messages like this and uh, he was a very good person kind person he answered everything very patiently <laughs> because okay. because like if i well, i mean now i understand all that but it would it, you need great patience to you know to explain, explain. it to someone like yeah. This. yeah that was the question that i wanted to ask you and i'm so happy that you started talking about that so the question was uh, what were those specific resources or support systems that helped you during this adjustment period? So you talked about representatives, yes, from your major who helped you, who told you about their experiences. So I wonder, Madina, did you have that type of experience? Yes, I actually, uh, in the first year of my studies uh, at NU, uh, in bachelor, I was a mechanical engineer and uh, after I understood that I wanted to, to, I wanted to transfer. I started to think which major do I choose. Like I wanted 
also to go to CS major uh, because I like programming. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't bite bite me. <laughs> I'm saying it's programming. <laughs> uh, so uh, and uh, robotics major. And uh, I first uh, I just went to it, it was the first person who I met uh, in the AAU tutoring. Wait. Academic advising office tutoring systems. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. And this uh, the person was. Uh, fourth year robotics student. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't remember his name. I'm sorry. Uh, so he was so kind. I was just met him face to face. He was so kind and was so happy. I didn't think that students can be so happy <laughs> about talking about the major. And uh, he, he said to me that uh, the. The professors are great. The courses are hands-on and have hands-on experience and very interesting. Like uh, he showed me some projects. Uh, he said that you can work at lab, and I was like, "That's just what I choose." Because I w- also uh, wanted to work with robots, and um, that was I, I said this before. That was my passion, and. I asked him how to transfer, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he helped me a lot with the transfer because uh, the the engineering and uh, robotics courses actually were the same, but uh, I needed to also to uh, close the in summer the two uh, courses, calculus one which I took and uh, uh, CSCI one. 152 mm. uh, and uh, CSA 151 I didn't uh, didn't uh, ch- close because uh, I have I already have engineering 101 oh. it's it was as a prerequisite for uh, CSI 152 okay. so it was okay and also I had some uh, better things uh, compared to my uh, robotics uh, major students because I also uh, closed the Kazakh language mm. in, oh, at yeah. the first year and it was like it was five uh, subject first year all of them mm. five subjects and that's why it was very difficult mm. <laughs> as robotics students at the first year they took they took four only four subjects okay yeah. But you were happy, yes. After all, after all, you had those difficulties, but you overcome them. Yeah. You got all those courses. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, this is cool. Um, currently, we also have AU uh, mentors who are also doing this job. That's like supervising new new students, telling them what can be uh, done in this major, what can you do in this major, or maybe this major is not for you. So. Hopefully, our academic advising office is still continuing their job of having supervisors of senior years. Yes, they are also currently helping first-year students. And I think that they will do a great job to supervise new freshmen who are coming here at Nazarbayev University. Because from your words, I guess these people are really important in our university life. Now, I would like to ask... 
Uh, there are some students who are not sure, as you, for example, were first in the first year, yet mm-hmm. choosing between robotics or maybe computer science or maybe staying in the engineering. So probably there are students who are thinking, should I choose computer science or robotics? Could you please tell us what advice would you give to those students who are facing this type of experience, this type of questions, this type of um, choice that they want to have? So uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is that the professors are very professional and great. Uh, I mean that every every major professors are great. However, uh, we have capacity of students like. 30 people uh, and uh, compared to others uh, majors where they have 100 people like in the classroom it's uh, for it's very difficult for professors to give uh, face-to-face feedback and to know the students better like uh, and to give advices uh, based on their relationship uh, I don't know how to say it so uh, they can uh, mentor better the professors can mm. can do uh, this job easily yes about giving information yeah giving need. information if someone doesn't understand like they just ask and they will repeat the information or rephrase it uh, in a better way so that every student's uh, student um, is uh, like Un- um, so every student understands mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and also our class I don't know if if it's our class or not just uh, because we have one chat in telegram uh, and uh, we always till this day we're still uh, asking each other like what 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 is this better to do or uh, just giving advices or uh, just meeting on a ha- uh, on a birthday uh, parties wow and uh, we also uh, went uh, to extracurricular activities like uh, to cafe to the strike ball i don't know that's word uh so just a uh, very bound community we created yeah I'm really happy to hear that <laughs> what about you Ayalum? I wanted to ask Marlene yeah. like, oh yes you, you finished this year I, I yes I finished this year then you know Sanjar right Sanjar Kapilkanov yeah so I, I actually forgot his like surname but yeah, yeah so basically um, interesting story is that in my foundation year I did an interview with Sandra. Uh-huh. He was a second year student back then. And it was uh, in the course of a, a PDM. We had such uh, activity in foundation year where we learned about personal statements, about personal growth, etc. Mm-hmm. And by the end of our foundation year, we, were, we had a task to uh, gain more information on majors that were given to us. Mm-hmm. So uh, me and my teammate got robotics major, and I actually wanted to do CS, but they're like, no, do robotics. I was like, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I somehow found Sanjar, and uh, I really, like wrote to him, could you do an interview? Mm-hmm. And we 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 did an interview over the Zoom. 
And Sandra said, like, talked so enthusiastically about his major, <laughs> like, about the professors. He told me yeah. even about which professor is better to choose and which professor is kind and with whom you should work with, etc. <laughs> In the labs, I don't know, <laughs> to be very... Uh, actually, like, wow. uh, like, half, more than half of our students are arrays, research assistants, lab, mm. laboratories. Wow. Yeah, so that's, uh, like, that's what kind of inf- impression of robotics he made to me. And I was like... <laughs> Uh, I was going to choose CS, but I was like, oh my god, maybe I should reconsider my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There is a student who's telling me that robotics is better. Yeah, so I'm like, wow. So, and that's how I kind of also was stuck between this choice of compu- mm-hmm. like computer science and robotics. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I like always knew, I already knew that I'm going to choose computer science by any like by any case but uh, after choosing computer science um after realizing that it's not the programming i thought it was i i uh, kind of came back to the thought of robotics and assessed each like these two things so uh in my case computer science is better if you want to work more on software and if you are not a person who likes to deal with uh, you soldering know, yeah and electronics electronics mm. and stuff like that then probably it's better to choose computer science because it's more software related and uh, for example i had a robotics course this year mm-hmm. and i can tell the difference between computer science. So actually when I had robotics course, I was really surprised how it's really pleasant to see my code work. Like in real life? Yeah, like when LED like, I'm like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's the magic of robotics. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, I like when my code is showing the results right away. Mm -hmm. And that's when I thought like, then maybe I should have <laughs> changed my major back then. But yeah, that's kind of a difference they have. But uh, the pluses of computer science are infinite because, uh, I mean, we are a big community, that's right, like mm-hmm. 200 or 300 people. But what's good about it is that uh, every year you discover new people, you're like, Wow, your computer science major, I've never seen you. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> so it's like, but, but like, there's no rush, you know, like, by your fourth year, you'll notice 300 of students. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you have four years. Yeah, and, and after graduating, I think you will have a big network and yeah, you have everyone at the, yeah, like in different parts of the I world. I know some CS students who are like uh, giving speeches right now, mm-hmm. and uh, they are very popular. And I was, I was like, oh, I know you. I know you. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's the kind of feeling you have. Also, CS majors have like this 
stubbornness <laughs> on the problem solving. Oh, I see, I see. So like the program doesn't work and you're like, you have to work it. You need to make it work somehow. Yeah, I think uh, many programmers really like programming. And that's why when we have something and we cannot solve it, we get really like angry <laughs> about it. And if some other programmer shows us how to do it, we'll be like, we'll be very upset about it. Okay, like, okay. Like, I'm gonna I make it to as be well. better. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's very competitive, I would say. I mean, 300 students in one major, I think it it is quite difficult to keep up with those people, with, like, with the it assignments. I also heard that in CS major uh, courses, uh, it's very difficult with the misconduct if you're, like, if your code looks like someone else's code, how do you like change it <laughs> so that it doesn't? So wow, really interesting question. I, I also took a computer science one one hundred fifty one, and uh, when I was doing the assignments, all all everything that I could think of is that okay, there is this way of solving it. But my friend who is also taking this course also thinks about this way so of solving it and i was like okay so i read i read it oh no i write this code like this and she writes it like this so how could they differentiate like it would how they are gonna make it work like yeah. i also couldn't understand this whole structure about misconducts and having same codes similar codes because the statistics of like solving it and whole procedure i guess is similar no mm-hmm actually yes it's similar and in for example we have 300 students and it's impossible to not to come up with 300 different solutions right yeah, yeah. so the problem actually is not in your solution it's in firstly in the way you write because the way different people write code actually is different mm -hmm. it, it even is like even what kind of variable names you give to your uh, variables is also matters mm. I mean uh, also so your code is like your signature yes personal signature yes it, it may be yeah oh. I mean at first when you don't know about the designs different designs of uh, you know scripts you don't uh, like you do it on your own like you give your own kind of uh, variable names mm -hmm. so it differs also, I recommend adding more comments of your thoughts. For example, in my case, I was quite afraid of misconduct because everyone was like crying about it. So I was like very cautious with it. And I, I'd add really lots of comments and I'd add uh, like s section divisions with stars like this. <laughs> To make it more like personalized, marker, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But um, overall, I think there is no need to worry about misconduct if you know what you wrote in the code and you can yeah. explain it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, m when misconduct is given, uh, you have a chance to prove that it's your own code, mm -hmm. and uh, if you prove that you wrote it, if you can explain it freely, how this solution works then it's gonna be fine mm -hmm. yeah 
listen to this guys because if you want to, to have robotics and uh, CS major you can make a minor in CS yeah Whoa. we have some people doing that I think that computer science major does not the department of computer science does not provide minors unfortunately anymore yeah because I also wanted to have computer science minor this year but then they were like we are canceling this policy of minors in computer science okay I think it happened this year. Yeah, this year. Okay. Yes, really, really sad, but well, gotta give those courses to 300 computer science majors, I guess. <laughs> okay. So, okay, so I have heard about your course expectations, about the courses, about the majors. Now I would like to know have you explored any projects or activities related to your major? Uh, that you found somewhat interesting or enjoyable, like it's kind of extracurricular activity, but also um, connecting you with your major. For example, I don't know, maybe some projects, lab projects, mobile apps, something like that. Can you start that okay. thinking about it? Okay. So, when I think about extracurriculars related to my major, I think about hackathons. Oh, hackathons. Yeah. So, for computer science students, actually, there are lots of events related to our major, and one of them is hackathons, and in our university we have regular hackathons, I think, yeah, like five or four for per semester, mm -hmm. we have uh, hackathons, and... Um, one of the hackathons that left impression on me was probably Hacknum. And actually in these hackathons, uh, it's not like mandatory uh, for you to be a computer science major. You can be in from different field, but uh, what matters is what you can do. Mm -hmm. So um, in Hacknum, for example, we uh, uh, did a project which was offered by a company. And it was a really interesting project. We had a team of four people. We were responsible for different things. And it kind of resembled the working atmosphere. And mm -hmm. that's that's why I think uh, it was very useful to understand how actually working atmosphere is structured, how your work depends on someone else's work, mm -hmm. how someone else's work depends on you. And uh, yeah, such stuff. It was really fun. Yeah, like teamwork, team cooperation. That's right. And also, like, one thing is that uh, in our courses, we don't really have teamwork. Yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. we don't really divide into teams and work on something. We always have, like, individual, uh, so, like, problems to solve. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think uh, some computer sci sci like science students might think that they can they can be like loners or lone mm. wolves, you know, <laughs> solo workers, <laughs> solo workers. But uh, but like the re reality is not like that, and mm -hmm. you need teamwork. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it's very important. Yeah. Okay. Uh, contrary to uh, your like what you're saying, our uh, in our courses we always in in the labs. Like we have like um, lecture and labs, and in the labs you always have team. Mm. You need also be because the the setups, the microcontrollers 
I are are given to the teams of three mm. to four people. Not many uh, microcontrollers they can give, like you know, uh, because like you need to. Uh, for example, in our uh, laboratory for microcontrollers, I guess we had microcontrollers. We we had uh, the one pack of the microcontrollers given to us, and we needed to make the wiring and uh, all of it uh, in one setup, uh-huh. and then uh, like make it work. Also hands-on experience which I had this in this bachelor is working as a research assistant in um, tactile laboratory robotics with uh, Janat Kapasov professor uh, actually every laboratory in robotics has different areas of research uh, we have like manipulators of the uh, of the mm, or, or robotic, uh, then um, mechatronics lab, then we have like area of research with, which is uh, on the artificial intelligence, it is ESI, if you know, actually a lot of CS majors work there. Um, so I worked in, I work, still work <laughs> in uh, tactile robotics mm-hmm. laboratory and uh, I've learned uh, a lot how to work with manipulators. We have Franca Enica manipulator. It 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 is like industrial manipulator, and you control its movement. Uh, like you you want it to have repeated movement uh, for a specific task. Uh, then we we use it for experiments with our sensors because you always need to have the same uh, force application for the sensor to calibrate it Mm. for example and uh, to repeat the thousand times the same movement oh Uh, yeah that's so interesting to know about those specific terms that you are using i guess these terms are used by robotic students right because i'm listening and i don't understand anything no, it's really interesting. Yeah, like manipulators. Manipulators. What, what are those? What are those manipulators? Ah, this, those are robot arms. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's really interesting. I think those people who want to have robotics as their major would need to know about those things. Yeah, mobile robotics. It, also used uh, in the fourth year we have course that uh, mobile robot is like it's it's called turtle bot it's like a turtle <laughs> and uh, we assemble it and then uh, we program it in ROS um, robotic operating system on the Raspberry Pi I, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we we connect everything uh, we give uh, also comments like go forward, go back. It's it's on the wheels, um, and uh, like turn left, turn right. And then at the end of the course, our professor wanted to make the competition of the teams who uh, who can pass this robot through the labyrinth. Oh. On the robot, we have like sensor, 
um, and we made uh, the mapping of the of the labyrinth with this sensor on the robot. Uh -huh. Every team made this, and uh, then we, they made uh, the maximum they could to make uh, to pass the labyrinth the, the, uh, with the least time possible. Mm. So, and uh, we had a team who win, won this, and our professor came from USA, and he said that uh, uh, he he brought uh, gifts to the team who, oh. who won <laughs> from the Bentley University. This is so kind. Yeah, really, great professors, I agree with you. <laughs> now, I would like to ask you about your challenges and uh, overall how to navigate all those challenges. Like, for example, in the first year of studies, students often face some academic and personal challenges. And I think that both of all, all of us will Mm -hmm. uh, see those obstacles in our studies, our extracurricular activities, probably. So I wonder, are there any challenges that you had? And perhaps could you please share your um, techniques or some strategies to overcome those challenges in the first year of the studies here at the university? Yeah, so in terms of challenges, I think uh, it was challenging for me in my first year and it was mainly due to the fact that it was online. Mm -hmm. It started online. And um, after the course registration, the courses had started. And the workload was uh, quite difficult at first to, to keep on, keep up with. Because, for example, in foundation year, it was more like mild and... You know, you you get used to this workload, but then, like in your first year, you like you have deadlines, deadlines, deadlines after mm -hmm. after one another, and mm -hmm. it was uh, at first quite challenging. And I tried to keep up with those challenges uh, by doing time management. Mm -hmm. Like I tried to manage uh, how you know to finish stuff before the deadline, so that I'm not worried about it. Like one day, like <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So I tried to avoid it, but of course sometimes some things happened, and you cannot avoid, uh, you know, all those stuff. But yeah, time management is Important. the first key, I think. Okay. And second, I uh, help that I received was probably from mentors again mm -hmm. from academic advising unit. Basically, I was as uh, I filled this application about being a mentee and uh, I got accepted and in your application I think you describe uh, like why do you need mentor and how you're feeling and etc and that's why I got into probably because I because I was a, a little bit um, how to say stressed about my studies and then um, we were assigned one mentor, he was like 30-year computer science student, and three mentees. And uh, we he used to make calls and meetups and talk about the major and talk about how courses are uh, structured and how we can succeed in it. And um, it was very useful because uh, at first, by the way, when I 
started my first year, I was a little surprised by the fact that we don't divide into groups mm-hmm. as it was mm-hmm. in foundation. And I needed some kind of community. I needed to talk to some people. I needed to cry out my stress. <laughs> you know? I needed uh, like-minded people. But uh, like we had, of course, a chat. But it was really kind of strange to write into a chat where there are 300 students. Mm-hmm. So that's how this mentor-mentee program helped me because mm-hmm. there we could be more personal, we could, you know, tell more personal stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, I think, pro- uh, how academic advising again helped me. Yeah, yeah really that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, actually, being stressed out about your... Uh, university life and uh, your studies at Nazarbayev University is very common. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that the the first uh, the first thing is like look in your register, look in your Moodle account, and always check your Gmail <laughs> <laughs> uh, because uh, they always like come to this. Um, the, the announcements, everything comes to your uh, Gmail. Gmail. Also, also, you you also want to uh, have an experience with it, with it because like sorting out unnecessary information or uh, newsletters that you just subscribed uh, would be very helpful because uh, always professors uh, write uh, via Gmail, mm-hmm. email, uh, and also the they also write about the lecture change or lecture cancel in oh. the, on the Moodle too, but no one checks the Moodle, I see. Oh. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I, I just, I, I once came to the lecture and there was no lecture because I didn't, didn't uh, look at the uh, register. Oh. Yeah. Uh, they didn't look at the Gmail that they canceled it. One time I, I, I came to the lecture uh, and I see a lot of master's person, master's people Degree? and they're coming oh. yeah, c- coming to the lecture and I was like, who are those people? Uh, th- those are not my cl- classmates, not oh. my cl- classmates. And uh, they are like uh, lecture on the advanced mathematics. <laughs> And I understood that I came on the wrong time. Oh. <laughs> My lecture it was about to be um, in 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 another hour. Mm-hmm. So look at your register, Moodle, Gmail, check it every every time. Uh, also about time management. Yeah, time management is a big issue in uh, for students. Uh, so uh, one advice that helped me a lot is when you have a task, you just look at it, you just start to reading it and underst- uh, understand what you're, uh, what you need to do. Not scaring about the uh, assignment because you, you can see that assignment came to you and it's like, oh my God, I don't, I don't know. I, I will not even open it <laughs> or, or only on the, on the last day, I will open it and understand the, the question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, if you just open it and uh, understand this as an assignment that you can do right now, just do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, just they, do it. <laughs> they, they give you like a, a week 
or something like to to complete this uh, assignment and you're just like okay in a week or so i, I will do it yeah yeah, yeah that's, i still have that's one a, week that's a f- very wrong of, <laughs> of, yes. in your mind and you don't want to do it because other other than that you will have another assignment by the time this deadline comes and mm. yeah Mm, yeah so one thing also came to my mind like i heard like from a lot of students about burnout yeah like by the end of the semester many students burn out because uh the semester was too hard for them Mm -hmm. and they have no like no strength left for finals Mm -hmm. but finals are the most important part of the semester Mm -hmm. that's why you have to have strength for finals Mm-hmm. So that's why I think uh, it's important for you not to uh, leave out everything to the last day because it basically stresses you and it stresses you yeah. more yeah, yeah. than usual. And if you keep doing that for every assignment, then yeah, it's possible that you will burn out before your final exam. Because you, you need to, to complete all the tasks to this day you have the assignment due to 8 p.m. and then the same uh, another assignment on the other course on the 12 p.m. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 11:59 okay <laughs> yeah students please do not do that <laughs> so we've heard so many information so many experience about your first year about the courses you took about the extracurricular activities thank you so much and now i guess this is the last question of our podcast could you please tell us looking ahead what are your long-term career goals related to your major and how do you have that vision of making a difference in this field perhaps or maybe some industries some research areas you are already considering to applying for in your future career path so uh i didn't tell this to anybody yet Oh, but <laughs> cool! <laughs> uh, I had an interview at Google, so, uh, mm. and uh, they they said to me that uh, they can accept me, but uh, I need to also go through another interviews. <laughs> mm. uh, so they had me in in their ba- database. They just wrote me. Oh, uh, so if you like need to have, um, if you want to go there, I I just. I was uh, trying several years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I was applying to another program, and they, like, at Google, and they didn't accept me. But mm-hmm. now they're like, "Oh, we need you, and yeah. you are in Here our database." Go. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and it's software engineering. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that the ro- robotics students can be very flexible about where their career careers can be mm-hmm. um, because uh, uh, several of our students are machine learning engineers mm-hmm. already uh, and they went to uh, Abu Dhabi uh, machine mm-hmm. learning artificial intelligence uh, masters in Bezoya in yeah. <laughs> okay uh, and uh, about my career I, I I still don't know if I go there if I will if I want to be a software engineer Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working at laboratory right now as a robotics, so it's uh, uh, so we will see what I can do better or mm-hmm. what will go like lies to my heart. 
Yes. yes. I'm sure you will have you will make your decision that's close to your heart and yeah. you will be really happy with that decision. Yeah, we hope. We yeah, hope. we hope for that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you you will update us after what decision you Yeah, message us, okay. message us. <laughs> so, in my case, I think you'll be quite surprised because I was talking about websites, but now I'm doing artificial intelligence. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, it was like a great jump. And uh, basically... This is cool. Much yeah. So cool. I know that's why I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this summer, I uh, got a chance to be an intern in, at ISAI, here at Nazarbayev University. So, it was the first internship I ever had, and I really liked the experience. I worked as a um, machine learning research assistant. Mm -hmm. So I ha I had a mentor and we worked on a project and we mainly worked with different models uh, related to deep learning. Mm -hmm. It's like one field of machine learning. And I really liked the experience because uh, for me, it's really cool how these models work. It, 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 it seems like magic to me right now because mm -hmm. uh, like, um, I think even the humanity has never seen, like, foreseen how programming can be on this level and how, like, simple code can make such changes. Because if you look at the code of the model, it's pretty simple. Like, you might think that it's, like, 100 lines, but it's, like, 50 lines. And you're like, wow. Code of what? The model... Ah, the okay. model, it's like something that you make. For example, in my case, I had a voice conversion model mm -hmm. where you convert one person's voice to another person's mm -hmm. voice. For example, Marina's voice to my voice. Deepfake? Mm -hmm. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but uh, we uh, we wanted to make it on Kazakh language. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's why we worked on it. And yeah, it was a pretty cool project and I'm uh, super excited about it. I hope it turns out to be well. Yeah. yeah. Wishing I you all so. the best. I'm yeah, sure that you. it will be successful. Sure. It will be. Thank you. Yes. All right. <laughs> thank you. I also forgot about my opportunity at USA. <laughs> oh, <laughs> say wow. About it. Yeah. Uh, this year I went to Boston, uh, USA, uh, to the Bentley University. Uh, the professor invited us there. Mm. Uh, the professor what uh, I'm working with. Mm -hmm. mm, right now and uh, we went to, to under another project and I also worked on it um, it's called Hapticom uh, it's for it's a device to input device ah output device sorry uh, for deaf blind people oh. and uh, the motors uh, will apply the force on the hand of the person uh, because the it's their language they Le uh, their language through the hand mm -hmm. because they cannot see or hear mm -hmm. and uh, this uh, we uh, closed um, we br brought some components to the USA and uh, then we remade uh, this device there mm -hmm. and showed it to uh, the another professor who invited us mm -hmm. it's Moniziat 
really cool. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, Hope. it was mm-hmm. uh, it was a very interesting experience because I have never been abroad before. Yeah. <laughs> okay. First experience. Yeah. With I think I also wasn't abroad, so Yeah, me too. Yeah. Maybe you you have experience. I'm yes. sure about this. Thing for the best. <laughs> yes, I really hope that both of you will have great opportunities in your future and your current research areas or career path that you are going to explore. I really hope that you will have that um, choice that you will be the most happiest about. And future is laying, so you can do whatever you want. Just yeah, that's true. Yeah, go that's for true. it. Go for it. Go for yes. it. Yes. <laughs> So, thank you so much, dear Madina Ayaulam. This was a great podcast. It was a great opportunity for me to meet such amazing girls, such amazing enthusiasts who are working, who are learning. Yes, I'm really, really excited. So, once again, thank you so much. I really hope that this podcast was interesting for all freshmen, for all students who are studying currently. Please, dear students, dream, have goals and just try, go for it. You may fail, you may not, but whatever it is, you'll gain invaluable experience and this experience will lead you forward. So, thank you and see you next you. In, in the next podcast. Guys, thank you girls. Thank Goodbye. You. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye.